Hi guys, this is Jaren. Thanks for joining me for another episode of The If I Said It. Then I meant a podcast. This episode is going to be how to deal with a hostile work environment. Now, I didn't really much care to do this. I honestly don't know why until I had heard from my best friend that she was dealing with the same thing, though, you know, to a lesser degree. It made me feel like I really had to record this and for anyone else that was dealing with the same situation, it just makes me sad that there are people out there that are so miserable in our society that they take their insecurities and their issues into their jobs and it lets the work environment seep into this toxic, negative and insecure attitudes and just it affects everyone around them. And it's so crazy because this is literally just work. We're not in the Hunger Games. We're not in the, the Pretty Little Liars. Like, people honestly need to relax. It's so insane how people can be so insecure and jealous at workplaces that you can either be framed for something or you're blamed for something or work mistakes become World War Four. It's ridiculous, honestly. And ever since I'd realized this, I'd taken upon the attitude of just treating it like work and like you commit mistakes, you deal with it, you learn, and you move on. And that's literally it. That is work. Um, and I just wanted to provide you guys these insights and ways to deal with it mentally because we can only really control our minds and how we how we react to things and how we take in information and we can't control how anyone else acts you know being that we are the ones that have this information and the ability to control our thoughts we are the ones with the ability to reach for that kind of peace and that kind of happiness that allows us to not take on these toxic mindsets and these toxic and jealous attitudes that'll affect us like imagine if you were one of your bullies at work right now do you know how miserable that would feel constantly like watching somebody constantly worried about what someone else is doing constantly thinking about another person obsessing about what they're doing worrying that they're constantly trying to sabotage you which is it's it's ridiculous because it's work and it's just so stupid how things have gotten so intense in our workplaces in the Philippines. It's like, this is why people move away because our own people are trying to drag us down. Like you really cannot like find advancement in whatever field you're in when you're in the Philippines because people just don't want you to to succeed. People don't like seeing other people succeed and and be better than them in any sort of way it's like when they do see that you're skilled in any sort of thing it's like they're bubbling with hatred inside and i don't understand it it's like instead of being jealous why not just take the jealousy away and work towards the same thing that you are finding that you don't have that someone else has I literally watched this guy on Instagram um, the other day where he literally states that harboring feelings of jealousy will not allow you to, to get a hold of that thing that you're jealous of because instead of working to achieve whatever it is you're jealous of, you're going to be so stuck because you're just sitting there in a stew of negativity and jealousy and finding ways to stalk people and talk about them behind your back and literally it's so funny because my bullies at work 
are so involved in my life and stalk me. I don't see them in my stories anymore, but it, it, is, it isn't honestly just my life that they're so involved in. It's also other people and they're proud of it. They laugh at the fact that they're involved in other people's lives and it's like what is going on in this world like what is happening where we're so proud of being in each other's lives and that we're karens like what is you know because i have moments in my life where you know i can be miserable too and sad or like i'm not the happiest person on earth, even though like you see me being fabulous on my Instagram, you know, there are all times where we just feel like shit, but you've never seen me like feel the need to bully someone. You've never seen me feel the need to be in someone's life and, and talk about them behind their backs or like just I've never felt the need to bully people. Like I said in my previous episode, when it came to glowing up, instead of using my glow up to bully the people that, you know, saw me as this authority figure all of a sudden, I chose to use my pretty privilege for good. And it's so funny because at work right now, the people who aren't even pretty or even have pretty privilege are the ones being bullies. And it's honestly not even a coincidence that my, well, not just my bullies, but if you really critically looked into it, a lot of the bullies at workplaces are usually the old ones or like the miserable ones, the ugly ones. And I know that your value as a person does not rely on your physical attributes. I totally understand that. But if you look at bullies in workplaces, they're usually the ones that are overweight or like miserable or like have a miserable home life. They're the ones who like don't have anything else to grant them value or validation, like activities or hobbies or passions that they take out their intensity at work and make it this whole thing instead of just it being work. And I think that's why it's also so intense in their mind when it literally is just a job. And with that being said, I want to go into the tips because I did write down the tips um, for how to control and train your brain. So I, my background, <laughs> since I've been a child, I've been through bullying. I think the reason why is because I've always been different and perhaps my bullies have always seen that there were qualities in me that they would like to have, but they could never try to get. Um, I mean, they probably could if they worked on it, but I don't think that bullies really have the capacity to work on anything because one thing is that it's easier to try to hurt somebody's feelings to get that validation as quickly as possible instead of working towards a goal. Like, for example, my bullies in high school were all super regular and just some of them were regular. Some looked very, they were ugly. <laughs> And I think that they were able to see, even though I couldn't see it in myself at the time, they were able to see the beauty that lied in my younger self, even though I couldn't see it at the time. And they were so upset because I was just so open and naive and like just innocent. And even then, like, I guess maybe they saw like that I had good intent or that 
I don't know what it is. I honestly don't know what it is. But back in high school, and my best friend literally agreed <laughs> that a lot of my bullies were pretty regular or like short or small or had the bodies of 12 year olds or just ugly. Just they were just not special at all. Um, not that that was the only thing. I guess they were also jealous of my smarts that they did not have. But, you know, literally in this life, anything that you work on, that you work for, you can get literally as long as you work hard on it, whether it's a body, a physique, a kind of mindset or whatever it is that you want to attain, it's attainable. You just have to work for it. And bullying is not the answer just so you can feel special one day and then you're back to feeling your miserable self when you're alone in a room. And that's kind of hilarious because they were all like just pining for guys' attentions back in high school. So it's honestly kind of hilarious because bullies act like they're so superior and that what they're doing is working. But literally, trust me, even the people at your office can see what they're doing. And the people looking from the outside in can see what's going on and can see that you're, you really are the victim and that this is all happening for a reason and they're not necessarily your fault because if people are jealous and if people feel empty and unhappy inside, if they lack a passion, if they lack things that give them worth or validation, they're going to attack for for whatever reason they have in their mind. They just cannot handle it. They can't handle whatever is missing that you may have and this is why they're doing this. Um, it's funny because one of my bullies, Petty C., you may remember as the coffee girl from my first episode. Also, I will have an update episode on the podcast about the apology because Petty B had apologized. Um, so I will talk about that soon. It has, I've just let the whole situation just sit in my mind because I don't want to have a reactive response. I always try to look at things from a critical point of view and give it a little bit of time. So then when I do speak on it, um, my points are, are well studied or well just inoculated in my brain because I want to be able to speak how I really feel and not it be and not have it be reactive, you know, because eventually I'll forget some points and then I want to just let it stew and think about it, which is honestly very mature of me because like in the past, I've always just been reactive. And when it came to any kind of situation at all, like I didn't just sit to think about it and give it time, which is honestly like part of my maturing, I think. But back to Petty C, for example, this last um, Friday, it was so weird because like I was doing a task, a certain kind of task at work and it was I could literally hear her telling her friends like, oh, she's doing this. And then she spoke to my supervisor and she was literally like, oh, well, she's doing this. Can we do that? And it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, oh, my God, this is honestly super creepy. Like, why are you mimicking everything I'm doing? Like, it's really weird. Um We'll also get into her attempted power plays, which does not even affect me, like, even a little bit. So we will go into the tips of how to handle a hostile work environment. So with that being said in my intro, I still want to tell you that the motivation for why they're doing this does not matter because it is not our business. And the good thing about this is this is one more thing that you can take off of your sh shoulders because the motivation is never really your fault. Because usually 
people like this, like my bullies at work, and yes, they still try it sometimes, but like I'm literally so happy and peaceful at the moment that I just, it doesn't even affect me anymore. Like I can hear them talking about me sometimes and it's like, you guys, can we just like move on with our lives? Like the thing about um, workplace bullies is that even though you're not doing anything to them and like with how I chose to deal with it and I know I can never really tell people how to deal with their situations because should you feel the need to um go through the the whole process of just stepping forward and um make it be known that this is happening to you and getting witnesses and making this whole process official that is your choice and I applaud you for it because honestly the stress of having to go through all that is literally not worth it but if you just want to step on your bullies necks and decide to finally go official with this I support you and you as you should because workplaces should be a should be a place of work and it should not be the Hunger Games. So I applaud you should you ever move forward with this. I personally just decided not to because I value my peace because I do find that I'm a lot happier nowadays for whatever reason. Um, and I just don't think that my bullies are that important of a presence in my life to entertain in any sort of way. And so, like, when they, circling back to my first point, (laughs) when they do try to do things or, like, when I hear them talking about me, literally around me, about me, I just ignore it because it's, like, I'm not just there. This is so not worth it. Like, I'm not going to dignify anything they say with a response. So, basically, the motivation for why they're doing things to you does not matter. And it never truly is your fault. Truly, a lot of it is projection, jealousy, and insecurity because have you ever met a secure person that was so excited to come to work to bully someone? Have you ever met a secure person that was like, oh my God, I am so secure that I will talk about other people's lives because I'm so secure instead of being interested in my own life and what I have to do and being excited? I'm going to be excited and be riled up about someone else's life and someone else's life choices. Like, do you know how demented that sounds? That is not a type of mindset that exists. And you just have to remember that, that truly bullies just are miserable and it's never really your fault. So it's one more thing to take off of your shoulders, one more weight to take off of your shoulders to remember that the motivation for why they are doing the things that they are doing to you does not matter. And like I said, hostility is from two things, insecurity and jealousy, what they lack and what you don't. And I know this very well because like I said in my glow up episode, when I was insecure and before I lost all the weight, I was hating on people in my head. I wasn't, I was never a bully because I've always observed um, people like that to be embarrassing and just sad in general. But internally, I did hate on people because I was jealous of what they had, the kind of confidence and openness that they had within their lives or their sexualities that I could not attain at the moment, that I did not have at the moment because I had felt that 
I would never match up. I would never be able to say that I was happy with my body or how I looked to the point where I was hating on people that I knew or that I did not know and just validating myself with the stupidest shit because I was so miserable and so insecure. And I was so hateful whenever I saw someone that dressed a certain way that wasn't agreeing with who I was at the time. Like, for example... If back in the past and before I glowed up and lost all the weight, if I were to see someone dressing up the way that I am dressing up now, where I am open about just who I am and not embarrassed at all about showing more skin or just being someone, just someone that celebrates their body, like I would hate on them in my head so hard to make myself feel better that I was not capable, that I was incapable of doing the same thing. And after I'd glowed up and lost all the weight, I realized how pretty I was and how much I loved myself and how confident I was mentally and emotionally after this physical transformation that I realized that, oh my God, I don't hate people anymore. Like, I don't hate why some women dress and act the the way that they do because this is so motivating. This is so freeing, you know, to not be afraid of what people think of you. This is so enlightening and just and just refreshing like I feel like I had gotten a new lease on life and I from that point on I'd never hated on anyone in my head anymore just I just could not find the time to be like oh my god I'm a jealous fucking bitch let me ruin someone's life like (laughs) I never just ever had those thoughts after I glowed up and because I'd realized oh my god I am so happy right now and I don't feel the need to like try to look into anyone else's life because I'm too busy with mine and bullies whether that's at work or not at work they don't have that like they just don't want to work for it so like I said hostility comes from two things insecurity and jealousy but at the same time don't think about it because their motivation is not important you should just focus on whatever you're doing because clearly they're not focusing on whatever they're doing. <laughs> so tactics that they will try is picking on everything that they can. So I have crazy long hair and I know some of you have seen how long my hair is. It's literal ass level and I want to keep it that way. I want to actually like let it grow further because I just think that straight black hair is so just sexy and just pretty to look at I've just never had hair this long and I'm just living my long hair life but basically there was one time when Petty C was picking on the fact that my hair had fallen on the floor and there were strands everywhere but it's like I can't control it You know, like she was making such a big deal out of it, being like, oh, let's call the security guards and tell them to get a cleaner in here and like sweep the floor because the floor is stressing me out. First of all, it's the floor. (laughs) Why are you stressed out about the floor? It's going to get dirty. It's the floor. It Gravity makes things end up on the floor all the time. It's not a big deal. B, my hair just has hair fall because that's how it'll keep its length when you have hair like this that's really long. And a lot of females shed hair a lot in general and that's just how it is there's nothing wrong with it and 
see, I just find it hilarious that she thought she had the authority to tell people to to clean her area. And it's like, we're all employees here. Like, can you check your privilege for a second? Like, what makes you think that you can just boss people around? Like, the cleaner's already doing their job. Like, why are you adding another thing to their plate? Like, it will get cleaned when they get to it. Like, get off your high horse. You don't have a crown on your head. Like, chill. Chill. Literally. Like, relax. And, like, it's funny because whenever I make a mess, like, I open a coffee packet wrong and accidentally spill powder on the floor. She makes a big deal out of it. But when a guy friend of mine (laughs) that sits next to me, like, makes a mess because he steps on some dry-ass soil and it sticks to his shoes and it goes everywhere, I don't hear a peep. Literally, because it really is just me that they have an issue with. And if this is happening to you and they're micromanaging you, it is because they have nothing to pick on and they will pick on anything. So it's not you. I promise you can make mistakes just like everyone else does and just breathe a sigh of relief because there's nothing wrong with you. I promise you this is all just them making a huge deal out of nothing to overwhelm you and try to make you look stupid and try to provoke you which doesn't really work because I have common sense and I know that mistakes happen and the floor gets dirty because it's the motherfucking floor. You don't have to look at it. It's the literal floor. (laughs) It will get messy and it will be cleaned in time. Like, relax. You go to work, don't look at the floor, you leave and everything will be fine. So sometimes like I can give you so much advice for how to control your mentality when you're dealing with this. But at the same time, sometimes it is going to take desensitization. It'll take tempering. Like if you were a valuable piece of metal being molded into a craftsmanship sword or a craftsman sword, like it will just take time. I think that the universe knew that I was going to be going through this my entire life. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it is just the physicality and how I show up and how I carry myself that makes other people feel intimidated or just who I am in general. I honestly don't know what the main thing is that people have a problem with all the damn time. Like whenever I go to places, even though I don't provoke them, I'm not in competition with with anybody. I don't talk ill of anyone else. And they just still have a problem. Like, I have always been the quietest bitch my entire life. And I know so because even as a baby, my literal parents were like, oh, they don't cry unless they're hungry. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, I've always been a quiet person that kept to herself um, because that's just who I am. And I think that if you are kind of like me, that you are, if you are different in any sort of way, they are going to find a problem with you and it's just going to happen. And so I think the universe was like, I am going to prepare you early on from an early age so that when you grow up and you're fully who you are and you're, and you are fully realized as a person, not that I'm saying that our glow up stops here, but I believe that, you know, there's a point at which you do change and you no longer care about other people's opinions, that you become your fully realized self, that people are going to start picking on you because they don't understand it. They're afraid of the strength that you exude. They're afraid of the 
independence that you exude and this is going to keep happening to you no matter where you go especially because our society is shit this is why i kind of want to leave this fucking country but um you just have to experience it sometimes and i think that's why the universe like told me early on this is just gonna happen and you're going to go through it but you're gonna come out stronger literally and i sometimes even tell my brother if you are even a speckle or an iota of (laughs) of me if you are even just a little bit similar to me it is going to happen to you and I want you to be prepared like literally my universe told me that and now I'm being his universe literally telling him this is going to happen to you and I want you to be prepared and the funny thing is because we are kind of similar in certain ways my brother and I he has actually gone through this in school he hasn't been you know outwardly bullied and that's something that I'm thankful for because he will at least not have the kind of more closed off attitude to to people that I have harbored because of the stuff that's happened to me. You know, he has the ability to be a little bit, a little bit more open and may have a little bit more trust and faith in people that I may not have anymore because he experienced things to a lesser degree. Um, and that I am thankful for. Um, I just hope like he doesn't have to experience the stuff that I experienced. And I just honestly, like, I don't know how I experienced all of this, but I'm still literally happy. Like I go to work, shit happens, and I'm still literally so happy in the moment. It's like I'm so peaceful. And I think it is because I've trained my brain so much to handle all of this because it just it comes from the inside, literally. And I don't know how, like, I've become this, like, wise person that honestly, like, other people come to me with their work issues and they literally tell me this is what's happening. And I I give them, like, peace and wisdom when I tell them how I deal with it. Like, for example, there was this guy that I met and we ended up, like, liking each other and we would tell each other, like, whenever we had a bad day. Um, And there was one time he told me that his female coworkers were trying to make him look stupid. Um, and then I told him, okay, well, you were there in the situation, right? And you knew that, A, this this thing that they were making you do was something that you had not known to not known how to do in the past. And you didn't know where that file was meant to go. And they couldn't extra- instruct you properly because they were not with you in that moment. So you know the truth and you know what is true about you. You were there. You were a literal witness to your own situation. What makes you think that you're stupid? Why are you believing that you are stupid because they want you to feel stupid when you were there? You knew what was going on and you know that the truth is that you are not stupid because this is something that you'd never done before and that they failed to instruct you on. Meaning this is not your literal fault and that you are not a literal stupid person. And it's so funny because afterwards he just like went quiet and then he was like, you know, you're so smart. And I'm like, thank you. I know. (laughs) But I just, uh, I don't know. I just feel happy. It's getting kind of hot in here, but like, I just feel so happy that I'm able to impart how I've dealt with things that just, I don't know, like. I received a message one day from a coworker of mine from another, you know, department. And he was like, you know, you gave me the strength to speak on my own experience. 
when I tell you how inspiring that is to receive that message, it just, it was so sweet. And I'm like, this is why I need to continue speaking on things the way that I do, because it helps other people feel stronger. It helps other people who are different, like me, understand that it's okay to take your space and it's okay to be you because the people who aren't okay with being themselves usually find other people who are miserable within that kind of inhibition and they bully other people that are not afraid of being themselves. Um, So stay strong and let's go into our next point. So know yourself fully. Like I told um, my guy friend that I gave that advice to, like I've said in my previous episode about glowing up, when you know yourself fully and people try you, it won't work. Like the stuff that they say, for example, if they make fun of your work mistakes or if they say you're ugly, you know you're literally not fucking ugly you know you look fucking good or if they make fun of your work mistakes you'll be like okay so what you commit the same mistakes all the damn time too we're human it happens like relax (laughs) and it just like washes off your back like it was nothing because you know the damn truth and you know who you are and so it doesn't fucking work when they try to say shit around you they can literally say oh you fucking smell like dead fish you know you don't fucking smell like dead fish you are going to be fine. Just always know that programming your brain and assessing the situation and breaking things down will honestly help you because within that moment, you'll start to sweat and panic hearing them talk about you around you. But then when you break the situation down and you realize, I'm not any of those things. So why am I entertaining this? You shut it down, you put your game face back on, And your peace just floods back in because you know who you are and nothing can touch it. No one can touch it. No one can disturb that peace of knowing yourself. So honestly, that's like one of my favorite things to say. And it's crazy because thinking about making this podcast episode now after my best friend opened up to me yesterday about what was happening to her when she is like the most harmless girl in the entire world she's like a small she is the antithesis of me if i am brave and i show that i really don't care about other people's opinions of me by how i dress and how i act or how open i am about my life she is the antithesis of me so the fact that she is literally no threat to anyone whatsoever she is honestly the sweetest most good intended good intended girl i've ever known in my entire fucking life and the fact that an old crone is jealous of her at work and is oh my god because like she was personally hired by the boss and the boss's best friend which is we'll call the old crone i do find this boss to be really sweet and she looks after her and i think it's because perhaps she sees herself in my best friend um as a younger version of herself perhaps um when she you know was in the big bad world and growing up and working as a young woman and maybe she sees something in my best friend that kind of reminds her of herself and which is why she does get special treatment from her because you know 
And then that old crone, I think, is threatened by her, which is so sad because why are you threatened by a younger girl? <laughs> it, like, it's so sad. Um, and I'm not going to talk about what is actually really happening because I don't know how my best friend would feel about me speaking on the situation. But, um, you know, she's being made to to she's being made to feel a certain way and she's being made to look like she's doing certain things that she is literally super innocent and it's just crazy because I feel like this old crone is literally just covering her tracks because she's creepy checks on everyone's stuff like is going around everyone's desks and touching other people's possessions that are not her own when she's curious and it's literally so obvious who's doing whatever it is that's you know, she's my best friend is being accused of because who does that? Like in a professional environment, someone who is not someone whose job description is not to clean other people's shit is walking around touching other people's shit. It's pretty obvious. Come on. So the next thing that I would like to impart to you is that when dealing with toxic toxic people, just don't like when the shit went down with petty c about the whole coffee situation which i still think is super hilarious when you look back at it because like literally <laughs> this is the whole reason why like literally um i just realized when they started talking shit about me and i could hear it around me i just realized i am not going to be involved in this i want to keep my peace and i'm going to remain happy and that is it like i will not entertain this shit talking and what i did was as soon as i heard that they were all talking shit about me around me i just stopped talking to them i just stopped being friends with them and just like go started going there for work because like once people show you who they are like why would you want to be friends with that like would you want to be friends with people who if you don't do what they say or you don't acclimate to however they want you to be that as soon as you don't do what they want and they're displeased they throw a fit like literal children do you want to be friends with that where their loyalties are flip-flopping everywhere no you don't want to be friends with that so I just decided like I can't even take this and like ever since I've just literally not acknowledged their existence and I'm honestly much happier for it like I'm at peace and I choose my company which is something that a lot of people I don't think because we're made to be always friendly like in our society and like we you have to understand that you can pick who you're friends with you can pick who you surround yourself with and it's okay it doesn't mean you're a bitch it means that you're able to realize who deserves your company and who deserves your peace who deserves to share and bask in that happiness you know it doesn't mean you're a bitch it means you are selective with your time and who you think deserves your your company Okay, next point and advice is that you sh should be able to accept that certain people aren't meant to vibe. And this is sometimes what causes people to assume the worst and resort to toxic behavior, um, especially in the girl world. And I will make an episode about forced friendships in the girl world, which I will talk about soon enough. And this is why I said that season two is going to be serious, motherfucker. Here we, here we go. Because so Petty B you know, she's left the company that I work for and that's all well and good. Um, but she literally stated that 
in the beginning, she thought that we were very close. And in my head, we we were never close at all. It was just she was forcing me to be around her and literally physically manipulating me by grabbing my wrist and taking me to the pantry so she can like isolate me and like so I can only speak to her and as much as I don't interpret that necessarily to be negative I think she interpreted it as negative when I was distancing myself because I personally am not comfortable with people forcing friendships on me or acting very close when we literally just met. And I understand that some women are able to connect at that level instantly. I, however, cannot. Like I am very guarded with who I am and I'm very guarded with the type of people that I let into my circle because I've experienced, like I said, a lot of bullying in my childhood. I've experienced a lot of betrayals in my childhood. And so I have just learned to make sure that my company is sacred. That to be around me is a sacred privilege. Um, And I think that's something that everyone should be able to adapt to. But basically, you know, you have to understand that I think friendships will happen naturally and that some people are just meant to become friends and some people aren't meant to become friends. And if you notice that someone someone is distancing themselves from you, it doesn't even mean that there's something wrong with you or that they don't like you. It just each person has a capacity for different friendships. Each person has a different capacity for connections. Whereas other people may be immediately open to other females. I don't have that. (laughs) I don't have that. Like, sure, when we meet and you are nice to me, sure, I will try to connect with you. But after that, like, I will try to see where this shit goes naturally. I want to see it where this ship will sail without me maneuvering and controlling the situation or you maneuvering and controlling the situation. I just want to see where this goes. And it's kind of crazy because it's like I'm experiencing how the guys that I've dated probably felt when I was very clingy with them because I've realized how clingy women can actually be with each other. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, like, is this how my boyfriends in the past like felt? Like, oh my God, like, can you just let a bitch breathe, you know? <laughs> but yeah, just to be able to accept that there's nothing wrong with you. And this is not a reason to start bullying someone just because they don't have the same capacity for friendship that you do. And it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you if that is, you know, the kind of personality that that you have where you're like this girl like in the movies where it's just like girl world friendship girl power like we have to immediately tell each other about our life stories and secrets you know for some people that's weird and for some people that's strange and we just we're not able to gel then we're not able to gel that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with either of us and i think that when you know bullies accept that that exists, that we're all different when it comes to human connection, then there won't be a reason to be, if that is the reason, because a lot of the time, like the bullying is in the girl world, you know? So um, I think this is a huge thing to understand and might even stop someone from bullying other people. Like if they understand that people just aren't meant to gel, there just are some people that are not meant to gel and it should not be taken personally. All right, so 
my other piece of advice is to focus on the positive so you can always remain and appear happy. Insecure people hate when you're happy. And honestly, just being happy, remaining in your peace and doing your own thing is the best revenge because they are going to look at you and stare at you and think, we have been trying to beat her down every single day. Why is she still happy? Why is she still within her peace? And that is because I have chosen to focus my time and attention on my personal life, on my family, on my personal relationships, on my growing, on my growth as a person, my experiencing new things, you know, going out on dates, like talking to people, hooking up. What else? Like my podcast, just dressing up and like getting... Um, buying myself things that makes me happy, just focusing on my happiness and literally just making that peace grow because I am so focused on the stuff that makes me happy. If that's material things, it's that's if that's meeting new people, if that's trying out new men, <laughs> I am just focused on myself and my growth, literally. And so there's this one time that was so strange and like I find the obsessive the comp- the compulsiveness for bullies to be obsessive really strange because there was this one time where I saw Petty A and Petty B literally standing at one end of the office just staring at me because I was laughing and having fun with my guy friend that sat next to me and we were just joking around and it had nothing to do with her or anyone else I never even talked about them to other people. That's how much I literally checked out of the situation. But I was so peaceful and just happy and having the time of my own personal life that I was just joking around with a guy friend and they were so upset. Like literally the two of them were just staring at me like, oh my God, like, are you happy over there? Like they literally said that like out loud. And it's like in my head, I'm like, yes, <laughs> am I not supposed to be? I'm so confused. Like, like, ugh, like you never want to be seen as a person or a bully that does that that's so concerned about another person's life trust me you don't want that and um like it's honestly better for you to be on the victim side than the bully side because other people can see how miserable you are honestly like when you bully another person people can see they might not know what the situation is completely about but they can see people can tell when you're the miserable and secure one bullying another person like it's pretty obvious <laughs> And the next piece of advice is to empower yourself. So how I do this is I work out and I listen to workout music before I go to work to like pump myself up and like feel my best. So as soon as I enter a room, I take that motherfucking room and I feel confident through exercise and activities that make me feel good. Like, for example, my podcast, when literally people give me positive feedback or people say, oh, well, your podcast gave me strength to speak about my own personal issues. And I realized, fuck, like I have so much influence. Like people, for some reason, like hold me up to like this level of respect that I now have a responsibility to be there for them. And and they also expect me to be my best self. And I realized that, oh my God, like for some reason, people look up to me. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Like literally in college, people just also naturally looked up to me. And it was crazy because like I was popular and I didn't even know it. And I feel like the same thing is happening now to me as an adult. Like people start adding me and I'm like, what? Where did this person come from? And like just not even just the adding, but like literally people like message me and say, oh, like 
you know, my friends were asking about you, like how I was friends with you, this and that, or like, is she single? And I'm like, oh my God, like what the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, okay, next. Throw yourself into the job because they will use the job as the reason for their hostility, even though it's disproportionate to how they act towards you. So I want you to focus because they're going to be using your work mistakes as am- as ammunition, even though it's not ammunition because other people make mistakes all the time too. It's It happens. We're not computers. We're not machines. It's going to happen. Like sometimes you get overzealous at work and then you start working without looking, you know, that critically into things because you're either adrenalized or you're, you had too much coffee or you just want to get the work done. But it doesn't mean that you're being negligent. It doesn't mean that you're being a dick to <laughs> make things worse for other people. You're not sabotaging any anyone else. If anything, if you make work mistakes, you're only making yourself look bad. You're only sabotaging yourself. But with that being said, it's because people have this weird assumption that if you make a mistake, it's to sabotage them. And it's literally not that. <laughs> literally not that. And what's so funny is because I'm not in competition with anyone and I'm not trying to like actually fight back because I have better things to do and I don't provoke anybody and I don't entertain their taunting that it's so funny because at the office petty C is literally like taking any kind of work mistake that I have and rubbing it in my face or like saying it aloud around me. Like there was this one time I did something I was not meant to do. And she sent an email to our, you know, other reps in America. And she was like, oh, well, I already messaged our boss and was like walking so proud and her back was so straight. And it's like, really? It's like I wasn't even worried because literally the next day they were like, oh, okay, cool. Because they understand that it was just a mistake and it just happens. Everyone commits them. Even they commit them. Everyone makes mistakes. It doesn't mean you're being a dick about the job. It just happens. (laughs) So, you know, I want you to focus because, but especially my first job, like they were so anal about work mistakes that like, oh my God, like you, they could terminate you for work mistakes, which is hilarious because, um, their HR person was literally so incapable at that job. Let's just talk about that. And my first job, holy shit, like she did not know anything about being an HR person. <laughs> and she was, and it showed because she was so insecure that she mouthed off and, and verbally abused people at work. Um, but anyways, <laughs> literally like it just goes to show like the loudest people know the, know the, the least, like literally like empty cans are the loudest and that's why this is happening if you think that people are so anal about your work mistakes is because there's they have something to cover up and they're using their insecurities or they're using your work mistakes to cover up their insecurities or what they think they lack because they're being so fucking loud (laughs) okay Find a way to not need anyone's help and to be independent at work. So what I did is basically just I made a reference for literally everything. And if there is something that I don't know how to do, I will ask my supervisor. And in that way, I've just never needed to ask questions of anyone else. I've just never needed to like pass things on to them or ask them things. And don't let them provoke you. Walk out if things get heated and they are never worth you losing your livelihood. Now, it's funny because I have dealt with so much shit that literally almost every day I would be provoked. I would hear the ugliest things being said about me around me, literally people taunting me. There was one time Petty 
B was sitting on Petty A's lap because she was talking shit, even though I wasn't going to be there for a really long time. Like, I was just minding my own business, like, placing, like, my break times on my computer, whatever, whatever, so I can head back out and just, like, chill outside. And she was saying the ugliest things about me, like, just the most hostile things ever for someone that I don't even talk to, for someone I never provoked, from someone I never even, like, I just, I never even retaliated, you know, with this person. Like, I've just never felt the need to, but like, she was so angry, just, just spouting the most hurtful things. And I just walked out because like, what is even happening? Like, no one told me it was a World War Three. Like, what the fuck is happening? And it's like, this happened almost every day. And I think they were sitting on she was sitting on her friend because she was expecting me to like clock her in the face probably, which if I was a different person, I would have. But being that I am enlightened and I have decided that this is not worth my time, I just walked out because I have nothing to prove to people. I literally have nothing to prove to people. If they were to, they have said the, the craziest shit. Like there was one time they were saying, oh my God, her voice is so ugly. Oh my God. Like literally just last week, I kid you not, I had phone sex with a guy and he was like, you're making me, <laughs> you're making me hard. Like without even touching the guy, like literally just from my voice. And that is what he said. And that's why that shit never affected me because, oh my God, first of all, I can sing. Second of all, like I have almost been hired at so many radio stations back in college. Like you would not believe the amount of radio stations like trying to get me hired with them. Like literally because they recognized, oh my God, you're going to make like a really entertaining spot to place in our daily programming or have your own show or whatever, whatever. So like this is like another proof that knowing yourself will truly guard you for most of these things. Because had I believed the stuff that they were saying, I would have internalized it and felt bad the rest of the day, you know, but no, I didn't stress it. I'm like, okay, cool. Like they would just say stuff around me and I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then like, I just went back to work and like acted like nothing was wrong. And I just kept myself busy just don't give them because that's what they want they want you to lose your job too and you know have you react and blow up and don't don't do it it's not worth it just ignore them it hurts them more when you ignore them and it it bothers them when you're unaffected I don't know if you guys have ever watched love and hip-hop but (laughs) I think it was Atlanta Mimi Faust literally the unbothered queen you can like literally type her name into google right now she is the most unbothered queen that is the kind of unbothered I just look up to and I want to attain that kind of unbotheredness in the future. Like, let me be that unbothered queen. I love that. Thank you. Next piece of advice is to show strength and independence, that you're not afraid to function alone. And that is very intimidating to some people because I also have a friend who she usually just keeps to herself. But like all of a sudden, like when she does keep to herself, people like all of a sudden in her business. And I think that is because people that are independent and can function alone socially like are intimidating because what do you mean you don't need us? What do you mean you don't need our help? What do you mean you're not afraid to be alone? And that bothers people literally it scares people because it's so out of the ordinary to not depend on other people socially because you're just literally your full realized self that you're just like I don't really need to 
be a hanger on or have someone be a hanger on of me. Like that's literally, I am literally at peace alone and they can't handle that. I remember there was a Princess Diana interview where she literally stated strength is scary. And I think that's why the royals were intimidated by her because she was like, why is she strong? Where is she taking that strength? Where will she use that strength? And I think it's the strength that causes the confusion and the fear. That is literally what she said in that one interview. And that just reverberated in my soul because that usually is why people bully people that are alone or just like to keep to themselves. My next piece of advice is to block them all. No explanation needed as to why you have to block them all. We know why you, have to why you have to block them all. Like, do I have to explain why? Okay, good. Let's move on. So the next piece of advice is to let you know that they will stalk your socials and your entire life. So <laughs> it's so funny because I'd blocked these people and they were still like stalking. You can literally see like the craziest second accounts or like, their accounts of their friends literally in my stories and it was literally so weird like so it was like they're having their friends stalk me for them and it's like I'm literally not talking about you guys in my stories you're literally not in my life like you have nothing to worry about honestly because I'm not talking about you and <laughs> it was so funny because anything I posted like there was one time I posted the fact that I went out with a guy and he took me to the safari and he kind of had his face in there but like I didn't have the like energy to like cut him out of the footage I'm like whatever just post it and I put it in my highlights and literally the next day I heard about it <laughs> I heard about my life it was so funny because she Petty B was leaving I think the next day and my supervisor asked her asks her innocently like what are you guys planning to do like are you guys gonna you know find something to do to do that's fun and she was like oh we're gonna be hoes in Subic I'm like, what? <laughs> that was so funny because like, even if it were like a date date, you know, like that's how you go out with guys. That's how you meet people. It's your prerogative or it's your choice if you want to sleep with whoever, whoever. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, get your own white boy. Why are you so upset? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> what else? Oh, and then, you know, I'd posted because like, it just was so it got to the point where it was so annoying that they would not stop stalking me or have their friends stalk me, even though like I want to keep to myself. So what I did was I screen recorded me tracing their friends back to their profiles and to literally prove that I'm being stalked because there was at one point it got so bad that I was like, this is getting to be really creepy. <laughs> like, what are y'all looking for? Like, what is happening right now? So I literally posted it in my socials because I'm like, this is getting to be too much. And like ever since she stopped and it was funny because during the apology, she was like, I just didn't like that you I just didn't like that you posted me and I was blocked and I'm like because you were stalking me while you were blocked <laughs> like literally in my head I'm like so I didn't even dignify what she said with an answer because I'm like do you not know about consequences like do you just want to be able to talk shit about me like without consequences because like why are you in my business and then I hear about my life the next day you know like why are you doing this <laughs> So like, just leave me alone. And that was my way of getting them to leave me alone. And I think that was a brilliant thing that I did because honestly, <clears throat> 
that was so smart of me. That was an A move because like just leave a bitch alone. And it's like they just want to be able to talk shit about me and bully me without being exposed for their bad behavior. And it just ended up that way. Like if you did not know that your actions had consequences, well, I am your consequence and I became your consequence. And I didn't even dignify that with an answer because I'm like, I'm not going to let you like stalk my life and just let you get away with it. Like, what am I, a doormat? No, (laughs) I'm a hot ass bitch that's 5'5", can walk in heels every damn day and dresses up like it. So. Next is to be unbothered on social media because we have, you know, we have proven that they will stalk you. So just like nowadays, your social media will set the precedent for how people will see you and how your general demeanor is going to be. So just be unbothered. Just do whatever you want to do. And don't like don't let them keep you from being who you are on your social media. Just like I'd never stopped being my, you know, open self, my sexual self, like on my Instagram. I just I'd never let them stop me from doing that. I mean, I never even let a boyfriend stop me from being who I was on social media. You think I'm going to get randoms? I'm going to let randoms stop me from being who I am? No. (laughs) Okay. So the next tip that I would advise you to do is to post the good times that you have with others or compliments from other people because this will bother them. Like literally, I don't have a Twitter. So what I do with like the sweetest compliments or experiences that I have with people, like innocent interactions, I like to talk about it and post it on my stories because it's literally so sweet. And I want to be able to capture that moment forever since I don't have a Twitter where you would be able to literally just type things in and post it in seconds. I don't have a Twitter. I don't use it. So I decided that the next best thing would just to be to write it down in stories and like treat it like a visual version of Twitter. Um, and it was funny because I literally heard Petty B saying stuff like, oh, well, it, lo- I, it was so hard to like say something negative about it. I screenshotted it because like, you know, like she looks like the, pe- the person that messaged her and calling her pretty. It just looked like she was a paid actor. And I'm like, I literally never paid anyone. to. Why would I need to pay people to compliment me? I don't have to pay people. They just compliment me. <laughs> okay. Next thing is to have a side activity while working, read, write, etc. This occupies your brain and will inspire curiosity as to why you don't need anyone. So basically, I would email myself like PDF books to my work computer and I just kept my brain busy and my mind busy up until I just like tuned them out and I just never heard anything anymore. I just like just I didn't bother because like my brain is busy. I'm reading and like nothing odd, you know, not nothing that they said ever permeated my ears because I'm too busy reading and like being interested in whatever I was reading. And I think what I was reading at the time was made. Um, It became a Netflix show and I really want you guys to watch that because it's really cool. Stay doing your thing. They will say things about everything you do, wear or say. Um, which I wanted to cite that one time that for some reason Petty B was upset because I was getting, 
I was wearing my heeled boots and like she was upset about that and she was like telling Petty A to walk around in a circle by the pool table because and like she was taunting me while I was passing by. She was like, oh, that's how I like it. Like make your click clacks louder. And I'm like, there's something wrong with you people. I'm literally not even competing with y'all. I just have an obsession with shoes. Like what is wrong? Like you guys, are you okay? Oh my God. Okay. And there was that one time I wore my sp- my um my basketball uniform from college represent mass communication represent and she was like taunting me while I was walking by she was like are you in the sports festival right now and I'm like girl you need to chill <laughs> like I look cute in this I decided to wear it that's it you need to relax I'm not com- just because you are in your moment doesn't mean you're competing with anyone like oh my god it's it's because insecure people perceive everything as a threat All right, so the next piece of advice is the fact that most bullies are out of shape or less physically desirable or are not conventionally attractive. And it's the hard truth, but literally my bullies, one was short and had the body of a 12-year-old. The other one is literally overweight and you can hear it when she walks like a long stretch and you can hear her like short of breath, literally like you can hear it. Like when she stands next to you, you can see, you can hear her labored breathing. Um, And then my other one is like way old and she looks like she's been smoking crack like her entire life and it shows in her skin. (laughs) I'm not saying she has, but like she just looks like she might have because like her skin is so bad. Like it's so wrinkly and like just, it looks like she's just falling away. Like gravity is taking her and just like it's, she's wilting away. That's what she looks like. Um, and she bleached her hair and she ends, she's, she looks like a broom for some reason. I don't know why she did that to herself, but, and then the other one, she has no, like, I feel like she has no personality because like, she's not memorable in any way. Like she's just there. And usually people like this end up being followers of bullies because they have no perceivable personality where they stand out in any way. They're just there and they're there to follow because they're afraid and they can't stand up for themselves because they're just literally that. They have no personality and they end up being a sponge to these negative ideals that these bullies have. Um, And they just become their followers and that's it because she's just literally not that memorable. Um, And usually if you're being bullied, you have to assess if you're different in any way and you will realize that it's because you're the main character and literally you're the main character you're the one that's different you're the one that's doing things differently and this is why this is happening to you and it's okay just be the main character and let them sit in their misery And then if they are a group, it's because they see you as too difficult to take down alone. Like alone, they would be too fucking afraid to like even step up to you. Like it's never going to happen. So that's why you're being ganged up on. And it's okay. Like Nicki Minaj says, you know, you're winning when your enemies is gang. (laughs) Wait, no, that was Remy Ma. Oh my God. Don't come for me, Nicki Minaj fans. I'm sorry. I just love rap. I don't have to take sides. I'm sorry. (laughs) I listen to everybody. Okay. 
and keep records be fast on the screenshot that is the only evidence that some establishments will take unfortunately um if you ever do decide to go forward with this and even if you don't decide to go forward with this just take screenshots and like keep track of the times that they make fun of you and you know it's about you take screenshots and you can literally show it to your supervisor and say this is fucking happening to me and yeah just make sure you are fast on record keeping Never play the same game. Never gossip or do what they do. Always remain separate from the drama. Because literally Beyonce's lyric says, you know you're that bitch when you cause all this conversation. Always stay gracious. Best revenge is your paper. And I'm serious about that. Always maintain your innocence. Always just stay within your peace because you don't ever want to stoop to their level. Like, do you know how stressful that is to be constantly feeling the same things that they were feeling? To be stewing in anger and jealousy and just hostility. That is so stressful. And I know so because I used to be that person. Like I said, before I glowed up, I used to harbor those feelings of jealousy and insecurity, and it was so miserable. I was stressed out all the damn time whenever I went to school back in college. I was miserable as fuck before I glowed up. So you don't ever want to fight back like that. Just don't even fight back. Just remain in your peace and maintain your innocence, and people will see it. Trust me, they can see it. So my next advice is to let you know that they will try power plays. Um, so Petty Seed loves to do this. I don't know why. I think she has a complex for, I don't know, authority or power. I don't know what it is, but I think she has a complex because it's she hasn't just done this to me. Like she's tried this on other people too. And I think that's her way of feeling like she's respected or that she has authority over people when she literally does not. Because there was one time she was like trying to make me do a task and it was like, it was so forward. She sent it in the chat and I'm like, what? So I literally just... I was so unbothered, but, like, I just literally, like, messaged my supervisor. I'm like, what is this? Like, we literally have the same job description. Like, what? Like, what? <laughs> I don't even do this to other people, you know? Like, I don't make them do things. I just, what is happening right now? Like, <laughs> And I think that it's because I don't talk to them at all anymore or even look in their direction or even acknowledge that they exist. And so they do power plays to, like, try to see if you'd be afraid enough to do what they say or if you would even acknowledge them or to try to obligate you into speaking to them. And I'm just like, I am too tired for this. Like, I don't got time for this. And I moved on. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, are you all okay? Like, no one told me you got promoted. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Next thing is do not get provoked. I think I've already mentioned this. This is what validates them and your reaction tells them that you are worth, that they are worth your anger. This is why I just don't acknowledge them. Like it doesn't matter what they try. It just, when I hear them laughing together and trying to talk shit about me, I just sit there and I'm like, ugh whatever and I move on and then I open up a new window and I start reading something or I just like get involved in my head about stuff that's important about the world and I just don't even mind it because like I'm not going to dignify you know the stuff that they say with a response because that means it bothered them or it bothered me because if I were to ever acknowledge it and be annoyed and fight back then that's going to tell them oh what we're doing is working our taunting is working you know like it's not working so I'm not going to validate it with a response at all I'm going to remain within my peace and mind my own business and that's it
So only talk about your situation with people that are either trustworthy or are not at your job. So, you know, I, I know how it feels to like be angry and to know that you are not doing these things that you may be accused of doing. Um, and I can understand how that would make you angry, but I hope that with the stuff that I've told you to train your brain with, that it doesn't affect you or hurt you anymore. And even in the past, like the stuff, the ugly stuff that they would say about me around me never hurt me. It was more just like having gnats around your ears, like 24 seven. And it became like, it was just annoying. And it's like, it's like the barking of a dog that won't stop fucking barking. And it's like, you just want to like, you know, and like they knew that I had a temper issue and they knew that I was a hothead. And I think that's why their main thing was to provoke me almost every day. And it became hard to focus, honestly, at some point, because like provoking someone and like making them angry 24 seven, it is bothersome. Um, and even though it didn't hurt my feelings, it was more like I want to nip this in the bud and I'm going to kill someone right now, <laughs> even though like I never did it. Thank goodness, because they're not worth my time to even like murder so <laughs> it's a joke but they're literally not worth any reaction so like whenever they do like go hard I just walk out because this is not this is just work you guys relax literally I recenter myself and I remind myself this is just work this shouldn't even be occurring um, and then my next piece of advice is to just be so checked out of the situation that you end up not wanting to either be a part of the drama or friends with them. That is how I dealt with it. I'm just like so checked out of the situation that I just don't care. I don't acknowledge their existence. I don't I don't want to fight. I don't even want to be friends. I just want to stay doing what I'm doing and just want to chill and be at peace and work in peace. And that's it. And I think they don't like that. It's like they can't believe that they, you know, bullied me for almost a year. And they're like, well, why do you still not want to be friends with us? Are you not afraid of us? Like, why do you still not want to talk with us? Talk to us. And it's like, I just don't. Like, I don't want to be friends with people like that, you know? <laughs> I'm only friends with people that are good people. So that is why. And then next advice is that their opinions or stories or ideas of you are none of your business. As such, it should not worry you and they are entitled to have their opinions of you. And when you remember this, it should help you a lot. And that is honestly the best thing ever that I could provide to you is that you have to remember that people are entitled to their own opinions of you. Whether that's correct or not, it's okay to have it's okay. Like I could literally say someone is annoying and, you know, they're not going to care if it, if my opinion does not matter to someone, they're not going to care. And so it's okay. <laughs> like even if they have like the most negative opinions of you, like why do you care? Why are you even worrying yourself about someone's opinion that you're never going to see in your personal life and you just see sometimes at work, you know, like why should it even matter? Like that's the kind of mindset that I took upon myself when it came to outside, outside men. <laughs> well, I, I, it's just a funny term, but like that's the kind of mindset that I adapted when it came to being harassed or like catcalled outside. I've just learned to like expect it. And in my head, I'm like, you know what? It's going to happen. And I don't care if men outside think I'm a hoe because I like to show off a lot more skin than they're used to seeing. I'm like, I just, I don't care. Like I'm not going to see this man tomorrow. I'm not going to see him two months from now. I'm literally not going to see him anymore. So I don't care if he thinks I'm a hoe. Like, will it matter? Of course not. I'm never going to see you again, sir. Like, 
like, I don't care if you think I'm a hoe. <laughs> like, it does not matter at all. And I want you guys to ad- adopt that kind of mindset, even though you might see your coworkers more than you'd like. I'm just trying to, like, have comparisons to, like, have you realize what I'm actually fucking talking about. And that it's okay that they have negative ideas of you. Like, you know who you are. Your friends know who you are. That is all that matters. Okay, next is to remind yourself that these are work people, not family or friends. Remind yourself who matters to you enough to engage. So, like I said, who actually matters in our life? That is friends, family, your significant other. And those are the opinions that should matter to you. And that's literally it. And the reason why we fight with our families and friends is because their opinions of us matter. So when we have a disagreement, we want to make sure that we are in the right and we're correct because what their opinions of us, the kind of opinions that they would have of us is what matters. And so we want to make sure that they know that we're right (laughs) and because they're worth engaging because they are our family and friends. Would you want to engage in a scuffle with someone that does not even matter to you all that much? That's not your friend. That's not your family. That's not your mom. That isn't your dad. That isn't your boyfriend. Like, do you even want to engage someone that does not matter to you? Think about that for a second. Next is that happy and secure people don't feel the need to gr- to group up and bully people. Remind yourself, and this will give you peace of mind, because you have to remember that since you don't feel the same way, you don't feel the same kind of desperation to group up and talk ill of someone else's life or who they are, that you are in a better place even if you are alone, because you will never be as miserable as these people who are doing their best to ruin someone's reputation. Think about that for a second. Next is that never let supervisors talk down to you or make you think you've been afforded a gift when you have the same rights as everyone else. Now, this is more um, more hostile work environment if you're dealing with a hostile supervisor. Like if you have a supervisor that's trying to gaslight you into thinking that, oh, well, you're already doing this. Like, do you think they're doing this? Like this and that. And it's like, hold up for a second before you let yourself get brainwashed you have to understand that you were afforded the same kind of rights and the same kind of space that everyone is also afforded and so like don't ever let you know like people in power just because they're in power make you think that you're you know you're privileged in some way when you know you're being discounted when you know you're being disregarded in any sort of way just think critically I think is my best point and like You can be polite about certain things, but don't let yourself be gaslighted. If you have a passive supervisor, for example, that sees you going through these things, um, you have to understand that, A, you can't expect people to stand up for you because they have their own issues and their own kind of way of handling things. Like you can't expect someone to stand up for you because A, they could also be afraid of the same people that's doing this to you. And B, it could also be that it is not their leadership type to just be um, to just be assertive enough to stop the drama because there are some people out there that are that are their leaders, but they're leaders in a way that they like get people to like them enough to 
and that is the way they get them to listen to them literally kind of like if they're a people person and they they people please you're never going to get them to stand up for you because it's not going to happen because their way of leadership is getting people to listen because they're popular or that people like them um which is kind of like how my dad is kind of where he is you know he has so many connections and people look up to him because he has so many connections not because he's assertive in any way it's actually like kind of crazy because my dad is intimidating to be around or he has this air of intimidation but he isn't a scary person you know he's not a dick but he's not assertive like that you know he's more of oh I get people to like me and that's how I maintain peace amongst the people that look up to me and I think that is how some leaders do it and that's why you can't really expect people to stand up for you especially since we are predisposed to act a certain way based on our pasts and our experiences from the past and so you just can't expect it like as sad as it sounds so you honestly sometimes have to just stand up yourself stand up for yourself I mean okay They might secretly idolize you. So admiration can come out one of two ways. Admiration or hate. Confident people will admire. Insecure people will hate. So (laughs) I experienced like something small, but like it was so very enlightening that one time. So I went outside and I was in my crop top and shorts and I looked really good, by the way. This was the morning. So, you know, my body was snatched. And it was funny because the neighbors across the way were like, oh, my God, she's still in her sleeping clothes. <laughs> like these, I had never met these people before. <laughs> like, literally, I don't know these people. But those two girls were fat and old, like literally overweight and old and I don't know. They just felt like, oh, I have to pick on this girl because she's sexy and young and much younger than me and her skin is divine, you know? And like, I go to the corner store and the the nicest lady ever that tends to her store, she is her own damn bitch. And by that, I mean, she has long ass hair. You can tell she takes care of herself. And (laughs) she was like, oh, it's sexy. How are you doing? You know, like she was so like happy to see me and just like complimenting me every time she sees me. And that is, I guess, my roundabout way of showing you that there are people that are secure enough within themselves to be able to handle another person that's secure with themselves and not see them as a threat for no reason. And there are people that are insecure that will see you as a threat no matter what because they're so vulnerable and they feel like they're so out in the cold ready to be eaten by coyotes for whatever reason. They're just constantly on the defense, which is exhausting. Honestly, when you're in that mindset where you're constantly on the defense, no one wants that. Like that is, that's exhausting so just remind yourself that when you're being bullied usually bullies are just always constantly on the defense because of a perceived threat that you are not even presenting to them like for some reason you just come across as you're competing with them when you're literally not and that's okay that's not your fault They might secretly want to be your friend, but lack the capabilities to have a mature conversation. Um, I'm going to talk about that on the update episode about the apology. Um, So make sure you stay tuned. Um, And then.
can reward yourself for the stuff you're going through being the bigger person takes a lot of strength like literally yesterday i literally told my best friend and it honestly like honestly hearing my best friend be so upset like made me hurt inside because like i know how strong i can be and i would much rather it happen to me than it happened to my best friend and it honestly hurt me so hard because like i wanted to hug her i i just like if there is a way to like transfer power to another person i honestly would like if there was a way to transfer strength to another person i honestly like would give her everything i had because she'd always been that person to me too and oh my god like i'm not a softy but like talking about this right now is making me want to cry because my best friend is just she's my ride or die and like i i've known her from high school so like this is like serious friendship stuff you know like I've known her for decades and so like just anything that hurts her hurts me because like I know I can handle it you know but I don't know if she can handle it and it's like I want to be able to be there for you but I can't <laughs> like but I like you know like I can't I'm not ephemeral I I'm not omnipresent I'm not omnipotent I can't be there for you like 24 7 as much as I would love to and it it hurts me like that like oh I lost the point, but I told her that you need to fucking buy yourself shit. You need to reward yourself for the shit that you're going through because you deserve a fucking medal for sitting through the stuff that you're going through and you need to spoil yourself. And that's why like I constantly like buy myself shit because whatever makes you happy, do more of that do more of whatever makes you happy as long as it keeps you strong and mentally prepared for more shit that you have to deal with. <laughs> Next is seek guidance from a counselor if you need it. If you need someone to listen when you rant or just to give you better ways of handling things, I honestly think it is a great thing to seek guidance from a counselor or a therapist. There's nothing wrong with seeking help. Like if you're if you feel like whatever they're doing is aggravating your mental health, you need to find ways to like appease it and find ways to handle it. So it's okay to speak to a counselor or a therapist. Like I honestly go to mine because <laughs> like he's kept me from killing people, honestly. So like, thank you so much. So Next thing is to demystify them. You might get caught up in all of it and feel trepidated. Study them physically. Most of the time, bullies have nothing on you physically and study them practically. They can't do anything to you without endangering their own jobs. I don't think I even have to explain that. Sometimes we get so overwhelmed and caught up that we end up being afraid or feeling overwhelmed when you realize if shit goes down, I can literally take on all five of these people. Like, think about it. If shit went down, you know the kind of power that you have. And like me personally, that's why I would just like walk out because I know the kind of anger and kind of anger issues that I've had over the years in my heart that I knew that I, if I engaged, we would be here for hours. You would have to drag me out with five men. Like, I swear to God, like, I know what I'm capable of. And so I realized this is not worth losing my job and I will keep it professional and I will keep it pretty and um but like that's the whole point of demystifying these people is that you know what you're capable of and like most of them will never even have the balls to actually do anything that's why they group up and that's why they're so loud is because they know how vulnerable and small they are they have to be louder in order to feel bigger um so sometimes you just have to like 
wade through the mist of being overwhelmed and stressed out and you will realize these people have literally nothing on me, whether that's mentally, physically, whatever it is. They have nothing on you, so don't even sweat it. Next is to get rid of sentimentality. This is what often causes toxicity in the workplace is everyone takes everything personally when the job shouldn't contain emotion. This is work not euphoria high like not everything not should carry intent like oh someone messed up at work it means that they're trying to sabotage me it means that they're trying to do this to me no that's not what it means it means someone messed up like take that kind of emotionality out of the job why is everything so personal at work it's just work we're all here to serve the same kind of purpose whatever your task is we all say we all serve some kind of purpose for someone else and that is just it like there should not be so much emotion in the job there really should not be and it's just work people let's keep it together <laughs> and next thing next oh my god next thing barbie tings next thing is to expect it once you prepare yourself that it's going to happen nothing will hurt or stress you out because you've come to terms with it I got this advice from my mom, but for men, out for outdoor men, <laughs> I call them outdoor men that like harass me and, you know, just not that you deserve it and that you should expect it, not because you deserve it, but that you should expect that it's going to happen because you are a certain way. Like, for example, if you're hot as fuck and guys outside will see that as you being a hoe because you like yourself that's not your fault. That's their fault. <laughs> and like, who cares if they like see you and like think you're hot as fuck. If anything, it's a compliment. So like just expect it and nothing will hurt anymore. And honestly, when I adapted that mindset, I am not bothered by harassers anymore. Like I get stared at, I get looked at, I just stare back and I'm like, what bitch? <laughs> I literally stare back at these men and I'm like, what the fuck do you fucking want? And they're like, Ooh, I'm sorry. And they, <laughs> they like look away. Um, but anyways, like that is such a great advice to adapt to other things, like literally not just harassment or, you know, just outdoor men. <laughs> I call them outdoor men. Do you de if you're a guy listening to this, do you deal with outdoor women, too? That's hilarious. OK. And then get rid of assumed offense. Insecure people will assume your every move is to sabotage them and will cause toxicity. Just like I said, like for some reason, my bullies like thought that I was in competition with them just because I was getting into my obsession with shoes it's like I'm not competing with y'all I just like to dress up and like realize that I'm young and I want to be able to have 20 fucking pairs of shoes and like be able to dress up every day and feel good about myself it's not because I'm trying to compete with anyone like if anything I'm actually like oversharing about my life like that's not the best way to compete <laughs> so yeah, we have to get rid of the assumed defense because that is so toxic. And then next is to be prepared for them to shoot the lowest of the low. So what I'm talking about is the fact that I have a chronic medical condition, which is endometriosis, where pain is the amount of pain does not match the amount that I bleed. And then sometimes I bleed like way more than than I'm in pain. It actually like varies from person to person, but I find that I don't bleed a lot, but my pain is immense. Like I said in a previous episode, it felt like I was getting shot or stabbed. And that's why I feel like literally if I were to be shot right now, I'd be able to walk it off Tupac style because Tupac had gotten shot five times that one time and he walked the shit off and smiled. Honestly, because of my endometriosis, I would feel like I'd be able to walk a bullet off 
with a smile because that's how much the endometriosis endometriosis hurt when I have attacks and when I'm not on my birth control. That's why I have to stay on top of my birth control situation. Um, But they would constantly like pick on me and say, oh, she's going to get dysmenorrhea. Like she's going to like be lazy. And like I could hear them talking about it and making fun about the fact that I have blood stains on my chair. Like it's not my fault. I have a literal chronic medical condition. Sometimes I can mitigate the effects. Sometimes I can't mitigate the effects. And that is not my fault. So what I'm telling you guys is that even though there's nothing wrong with you, some people will just shoot for the lowest of the low. You can literally have cancer and they'll probably be like, like, oh my God, she's so bald. Like, wow. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Anyways. Um, always have a physical or creative outlet. You don't want to stuff your feelings inside and explode at work. That is self-explanatory. Let's move on. If guys join in on the bullying, it's because there's an ulterior motive. Usually guys don't feel the need to join in on women bullying other women. So if you do see other men like joining in, it's because there's something wrong with them or they feel extremely like pathetic or maybe you emasculated them in a certain way or maybe they want to sleep with you and they could have ne- they could never have done it because you're not into them. I don't know whatever it is, like it's because I don't know honestly how to decipher this because men don't usually, men usually have more respect for themselves that when they see female drama going on, they don't join in because this is so, this is honestly, female drama is the stupidest drama you could ever come across. Yeah, it could be juicy, but like men won't want to join in because this is beneath me, but some guys do. And honestly, it's really sad to witness and look at like what? (laughs) Next is take your space. Do not be afraid to remain your own person. You have a right to be there and speak your mind and maintain your voice just like everyone else. You have the same rights as everyone else. So do not be afraid to be your own person and to take your own space and to speak your mind and to vocalize anything that you might want to vocalize because you deserve the same treatment as everyone else gets. I truly hope that this podcast episode has helped you in any way, shape, or form. I love you. I'm here for you. And trust that if you've gone through anything, I've gone through it too, sometimes probably even much worse. So don't worry. Like if I'm still my own pretty, smart, fabulous, sassy self, you're going to be okay. Trust me. (laughs) Like let me know what you think. Hit me up. I love you. I'm going to be here for you. Message me if you're going through something. Um... And just be there for each other and just know that everything is going to be okay. Just like look on the positive side. If your life is so full of new experiences that honestly bullies are so jealous of because they can't see that their life is also full of so many things that they could be focused on, but instead they're obsessing and are focused on you. So I love you. Be strong. And you've got this. Trust me.